0: Hi, Dave Kovar here, and welcome to the fifth installment of the Satori Lifestyle Podcast. I'm super excited about today's topic. The title is The Long Term Success Formula. And this is a formula that I've been doing my best to follow for several years, and and I thought I'd share it with you all here today. Now, this success formula, uh, there's an assumption of health here. What I mean by that is, is that we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about personal habits when it comes to eating, exercise, rest, stress management, because we've done that on other podcasts. There's an assumption that you're taking care of yourself. You're putting yourself first and making sure that you are at your very best to make everything else happen. So that's kind of a starting point. So with that said, we're going to get started. Now there's actually seven steps to this formula and each one uh, is important and builds upon the last. So let's begin. So the very first step uh, in the long-term success formula is to acknowledge and accept where you currently are. So uh, imagine that you find yourself lost in the middle of a new york city and you're lost now you can complain and whine about being lost or you can go. Wow, I'm lost. Okay, here I am. I got to get out of here, right? And so, what's I think is important to understand is that wherever you currently might be with your health, with your relationships, with your finances, with your career, whatever it might be, it might not be your fault. Maybe you fell into a predicament that 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 you find yourself in. However, it is your responsibility to get to the next level. All right, and so that's kind of the first step. It's think, like, wow, I'm here. So let's take for example uh, somebody that is is maybe. Uh, overweight, not of shape, uh, and not healthy. So the first step they can do, rather than make excuses about why they're there, okay, is uh, is is they go, wow, okay, here I am, boom, uh, I I am I am out of shape, overweight, unhealthy. That's the first step. I got to do something about it. You know what I'm amazed by is how many people. Uh, fiercely depend, defend their mediocrity, and I see it in my profession as a successful martial arts instructor. I'll often get calls from people that'll say, "Hey, you, you know, how's your school doing? How's your business doing?" and and uh, they're hoping it's not doing well, not because they don't want they wish ill will upon me, but because they're not doing well, and they they want to they want to kind of find someone else to commiserate with, and and they're going to tell you all the reasons why their business isn't doing well. Right. And so uh, the bottom line, step number one, acknowledge and accept where you currently are. That's the starting point. OK. Now, once you do that, then that that allows you to move on. OK. Here I am. Well, I got to go from here. So back to being lost. So once you know, boom. Uh, all right. So I'm lost in New York City. Where am I? I'm on 21st and Broadway. Boom. Now you know where you are. Now then you can devise a plan for going forward. But before you do that, there has to be a belief you can make it better, which brings us brings us to the second step. Second step, no, step number 2 is believe you can make it better. And that is to cultivate a belief that your best years are still in front of you. This is so important because so many of us we we will spend a lot of our time back in the day stories, right? Talking about how great it was back when versus remembering that these are the good old days right now and the days right now you're going to look back on and think, wow, you know, at the time right now, today, as the good old days at some point in your life, you know, uh, many people look back on maybe their, their years in high school is like, oh, man, that was great. High school years are great. Well, the bottom line is, is that if you ask most high school kids it's not great for most people but what's happened is we have a way of filtering out the bad memories often and just kind of focusing on the good which in our past which I think is great however the reality is is there's a lot of great stuff happening for you right now regardless of the challenges you might have my father um, as of this taping this podcast is 95 and a half years old and uh, still really sharp I'm blessed to have him and my mother's still alive as a matter of fact she's 91 and uh, but one of the things that 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 he says, how you doing pop? I'll say, and he'll say, Dad, well, these are the good old days. That's his comment, right? And so that's something he's just drowned into me, pounded in me forever. So and it, I believe you can make it better. Um, I've shared this story with me before with it with before, but uh, uh, let me let me share it again. It's about a, a student I had by the name of Terry Poxon. Terry Poxon uh, started training with me uh, when I'd first opened up a school. She was like, I opened up in 78, she started training with me about 1979, and she trained with me for about 20 years. And uh, about 10 years into her training, she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And uh, we, I watched her body deteriorate over time. Now, what was amazing about Terrier is as her body deteriorate, deteriorated, uh, her mind just got sharper and her attitude just improved dramatically. She initially, when I first met her, she was very smart, fiercely intelligent, but she kind of had a bad attitude. She kind of like was pessimistic, doubtful, cynical, uh, and actually kind of a hard student to teach. But over time, you know, she developed into this just amazingly squared away, positive spiritual person, and even more so after she had her diagnosis. But what happened as she would continue to train on through the years, and, and by the way, the doctors were amazed by her ability to stave off the symptoms of this just brutal, really brutal disease. And uh, she would train really hard. And I remember one particular class in the morning group after class, she she was sitting after class and she pushed herself really hard. And she was kind of hunched over, kind of almost having like a mild seizure, right? Her body was kind of spasming a little bit. uh, And man, I just felt so bad. I went over to uh, Terry and I said, Terry, is there anything you can do to make it better? And I'll never forget what she said. She said, I know, I know I can make it better because I can make it worse. Now think about that. You know, how often people think that they're hopeless. There's no hope for anything. Well, here, let's say you're, you know, there's no way my business can improve or my health can improve. Here's the question. Can you make your health worse right now? And if the answer is yes, then in that answer means you can also make it better, right? You can't just have it one way, right? You think, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can make my business any better. Well, here's the question. Can you make your business worse? And if the answer is yes, then there, then the answer is you can also make it better. So a super important thing for, for us to be aware of, step two is to acknowledge. Uh, step number one, of course, is acknowledge and accept where you currently are. And step number two is to believe that you can make it better. Now. The third vision, the third step in this process is to create a vision and visit it often. It's so important to kind of have instilled in your mind where it is that you want to go, right? Uh, and so often people, man, they spend more time, you know, kind of planning their vacation than they do their life. They're not quite sure where they want to go, right? And so, so important for you to like, let's just say if, it's, if, it's a, if your goal is better health, to have a real clear uh, picture of where you want to go. This would be a lot of people would call this goal setting, which is super important, right? You know, so this example: if you want to be in a particular, uh, you know, look, have a particular look, can you find a, a picture? By the way, this is very cliche. You, most of you guys have heard this before, but one thing about things that are cliche, it means you ought to pay attention because usually that means there's something to it. But let's say you want to you want to look a certain way. Can you get a picture? Take a picture of someone out of a magazine that looks how you realistically aggressively, realistically, could look. Post it somewhere where we see it every day, right? Uh, To help you kind of get that vision there. So what's amazing about this, and then and then you can't just do it one time. you got to visit on a regular basis. Part of the process that we do with our students when we set their goal, we help them to uh, set the goal to become a black belt. When someone first starts training with us, right, the first thing we want them to do is just get in the habit of coming to class and develop a love for martial arts. And once they've been there a few months, then we try to say, all right, if you want to do this, if you're, if you're enjoying this, we strongly encourage you to set that goal to become a black belt. Because if you don't set the goal, if you just keep coming to class, chances are something will stop you in your tracks. However, if you set that goal, in other words, another way of saying creating a creative vision, right? Then you're way more likely to get there. But that's not enough. You can't. So we don't just want to have our students set the goal to become a black belt and then forget about it. Once they've set that goal, we're we're reviewing that. We're talking about that on a regular basis and reprogramming that because you know what stuff can slow you down life can get in your way and kind of throw you off your course and if you forget your vision if you forget where you're going it's real easy to get sidetracked okay so I got a couple samples from my life and chances are you have some in your life but but uh I had a point where um I had had, on a kind of a spur of the moment I'd, I'd sold my martial arts school this would have been in the early 80s I'd been in business for about four years and uh Instead of taking that uh, the money from the sale of the martial arts school that I had, uh, it would, which would have about paid off my bills, I did something really smart that any 23-year-old would do is I went out and bought a little 914 Porsche uh, that was beat up and used, and I put a bunch of money into it, and then I took the rest of the the... the um, of my money. And at the time, silver was really, I had a, like, I want to say it was 38 or $40 an ounce, some crazy number. So I took the rest of that money and I, I put it in silver. Now, well, the bottom fell out of the silver market and the car broke down. And all of a sudden I found myself without my school and all the debt from my school still, but none of the money to pay for it. And, and I had several years where, man, it was, it was really rough going. Now I was still teaching at that particular school. I was still teaching out of my garage and I was still teaching out of a health club. So I was still teaching five to six days a week. Right. However, I, 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 I once, I, I really wanted to get back into business. So two things happen here. So first and foremost, uh, uh is that I wrote down a really clear vision of what I wanted my school when I reopened to look like. And at the time, I thought uh, it, I was being really aggressive with what my thoughts were as far as how big it was and, and how many students I was ha- I was going to have, et cetera. And I remember writing this vision down and, and trying to kind of to get a handle on it and thinking, wow, there's no way that can really ever happen. But but I'm going to write this vision anyway, because there's no way I'm going to have 2,000 square feet for a martial arts school, because I thought that was a gig- humongous school. And there's no way I'm going to ever have 150 students. But those were the kind of goals I put down. And I look back on that and how far past and how quickly we blew past that uh once i got once i I moved locations and open up again and by the way back up a little bit I, i was able to do that because what happened is is that i i ended up uh uh uh, I, uh, buying a house at the time I was on top of teaching martial arts in the evenings, I was painting houses by day and apartments. And my roommate and I, he was an electrician. I was a painter and doing drywall and we bought a fixer upper and we, I did the painting and drywall and he did the real, re- did the electricity in the thing. And uh, we ended up selling the, I ended up selling my house to my share of the house to him, and I had enough money to pay off my bills and get my school back going right but i 'll tell you what if i had not, had not had that vision of where I wanted to be, I would have you know just waffled along and i wouldn't have been so aggressive in my plans to make it happen. so step number three is create a vision and visit it often, and sometimes it, it doesn't matter if you if you if you can exactly see it, write it down and visualize it, and the more you do that, the clearer and the closer you 're going to get to be there. Uh, I remember one time now I did this as a few years later, I'd recently got married and uh, I was uh, moved locations and it uh, was, was absolutely trying to get the school was growing, but I was struggling financially and flat broke. And, and I, man, I felt like, man, I really got to be getting into a house. Right. Uh, and, and so I remember uh, writing down on, on a uh, uh, like a business card, I, I wrote I, on one side, I, I want I want my own house with with uh, uh, affordable monthly payments. I put that on one side. On the other side, I did some scripture. I wrote, you know, uh, uh, seek and you shall find. Ask and it, it should be given unto you. Uh, knock and the door shall be opened. Right and uh and that's all i and i'd take it out and i'd read it every day and i would visualize that house and i wasn't even looking that much and perhaps you've had something like this happen as well and what do you know all of a sudden uh uh the next door neighbor to my in-laws uh house before it went up for sale with the realtor they were good friends said hey do you have anybody and my my wife has uh, uh eight siblings and, uh, and so the 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 neighbors said to to my mother-in-law, hey, do you have any of your, any of your kids want to buy a house? We're thinking about selling it. And what do you know? We were able to get into this house for, you know, way below market value. And uh, it worked out incredibly well. Now, I'm not saying that it happened because I wrote that down on a piece of paper, but I know that that somehow, in some mysterious way, having that real clear vision of where I wanted to go and visiting it often, it really, I, I know it helped the process. And I've seen that happen in my life numerous times. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. Step number one, acknowledge and accept where you currently are. Step number two, believe you can make it better. Step number three is create a vision and visit it often. Step number four, take action sounds simple right I mean of course take action but how many times do we uh, have we ever found ourselves in a situation to where you know we've made all these plans and you know we've gotten all prepared and then we never really did anything about it I see this when I'm coaching martial arts school owners uh, you know they'll get all these plans for what they want to do and how they want to grow their school but then they end up not doing anything you know in other words they'll they'll uh, I know one gentleman that spends all he would spent a lot of time working on his marketing plan all the different things he was going to market his school but uh, he'd spend all day thinking about what he's going to do to market at school. And then we'd look up at the clock and realize, Oh, it's time to teach class. And he'd never really did anything when it came to marketing at school and he struggled for a really long time. And so he kind of understand that taking action is is super important, right? And you know, so there's a a theory in business. It's not ready. Aim, 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 fire. It's ready, fire, aim. Sometimes man, you take action and you kind of adjust the direction that you're going. Uh, So, my my father take action is really about especially when you don't want to is is really about developing self discipline my father uh, shared something with me years ago. And this is one of my favorite stories. So if, you, if you've been with me before more than two or three times, you've probably heard me share this story, but for yeah, humor me anyway, and it has to do with uh, getting a new chore. I was in fifth grade and, and my new chore was mowing the lawn. And I thought, man, that's the coolest thing ever. Anybody that's ever mowed the lawn the very first time you do it, it's great fun, right? And the second time it was okay. And by the time, you know, I would be done it, you know, this was, uh, halfway through the summer so I guess when the in, in California when the grass is growing man you know heavy you're what you're you're, you're you're mowing a lawn pretty much every week and so by by halfway through the summer so I'd done it six eight times I was I was done mowing a lawn I didn't want to do it anymore and I remember walking up to my father and say dad I don't want to mow the lawn anymore and I'll never forget what he said he looked at me and he said son you don't have to want to mow the lawn. You just have to mow it. And I remember, uh, you know, kind of what, huh? I couldn't quite get that, but then I went out and mowed the lawn. I've never forgot that though. That's what self discipline is. You know, you don't have to want to do something. You just got to do it. And and that's such an important step as getting up, you know, and, and doing what you got to do. Uh, a lot of times we can get overwhelmed with where we're going to be in our future, right? You know, where we're going to be in five years, 10 years, and it can be daunting. And so what I try to focus on is just take care of the days and the years. Take care of themselves, man. You know, take action today. Uh, uh, Don't be uh, concerned. As long as you've set your goal, you created that vision, and just do things every day that are going to help you get there. Little things, and it's amazing, uh, you know, that we generally speaking we don't usually accomplish as much as we we want to in a few months' time. But we almost always can accomplish more than we thought we could in a couple years' time. So just every day you get up and do your thing. And and the best example I can give you that is is that let's take gardening for example. One of my hobbies. I've got besides martial arts. There's there's uh, by the way, when I say martial arts, uh, for me, that's health and fitness is part of that, that whole process, right? Yeah, that's that's my main passion. And the only other couple of things that really interest me, and I I've, I've try to take up other hobbies, however, they, they, they just don't grab me. The only other thing that interests me is snow skiing. It's something that I've done with my family forever, so I usually get up with my kids you know, anywhere from, you know, six, seven times a year. And that's a day activity, a great activity. And the, the other thing for me, my kind of Zen besides training you know, in martial arts is gardening, right? Uh, vegetable gardening specifically, right? You know, and uh, uh, this year I got a great garden going on and I've got a bunch of tomato plants that I went from seed. And let's imagine for a second, some I bought from the store and some I just started with a seed, right? That I sprouted. Let's imagine I get this tomato plant growing and, you know, my goal is to have tomatoes, right? So what do I need to to, to get my tomatoes to grow? So first off, I have to start out with a good seed, right? And then what I got to do is I got to make sure I plant it in fertile soil. And then what do I got to do? I got to make sure I give it plenty of sun. And uh, then what I got to do is make sure I water on a regular basis. Then I got to keep it make sure I weed around the area so other weeds don't get in and, you know, take, take away from its ability to thrive. Well, you know, kind of the same thing with, with, uh, uh taking action, right. And, and, and is that, is that what I, what I've got to make sure that I do is, uh, I, I, once I've created a vision and I'm taking action every day, my action is I, I just go out there and I got to water my tomato plant, make sure the sun is there, check for weeds. And then all that. that's what I got to do on a regular basis. But I don't dig it up by the roots to see how the roots are doing. How's my tomato plant doing, Greg? And, and take a look and then replant it. That would be silly, right? Okay, well, so the whole idea is, is that, you sometimes you it's focusing too much on the future, on your long term vision where you're going to be. I think can you want to visit it every now and then. You want, but but then just focus on the day, right? Focus on taking action that day, and you just got to kind of trust in the system. So that's step number uh, four. So uh, let's move it. Let's review real fast. Uh, uh, Acknowledge and accept where you currently are. Step number one, believe you can make it better. Step number two, create a vision and visit it often. Step number three. Step number four, take action. Step number five, what do you think? Just take a wild guess. All right. Well, whatever it is, it's it's get up when you're knocked down. Okay. And what do I mean by that? well, the bottom line is it's really easy to talk tough about taking action. And, but here's the deal. When you actually do, let's just say you're going to start a business and you've got this plan and you and you're, you're step through, you're taking action and you're, you're looking for a locations to put in your, your business. Well, guess what's going to happen? Rarely do you, does the first landlord you approach uh, say sure, let me I'll sell, I'll rent you that building and for that amount, sure, no problem. Boom. It usually doesn't happen that way. Usually stuff will stop you in your tracks, right? Inevitably, uh you're there's failure is going to happen and it's going to happen on a regular basis. You show show me a successful person and I'll show you someone who's failed plenty, right? But here's the key. What we've got to know is that is that we get knocked down, we get back up. There's a great quote most of you guys have probably heard to fall 7 times, rise 8. Life starts from here. And what that means is our ability to get up after we've been knocked down after we've been sidetracked is the key and to make a baseball analogy you know in baseball you get three strikes and you're out well in life you have an an unlimited amount of strikes right yeah you can keep swinging you know they Keep swinging, keep swinging until you're successful. So one of the things in martial arts uh, is is a board breaking, brick breaking, ice breaking is, is the whole concept of, of 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 breaking. And by the way, a lot of people uh, will make fun of board breaking or brick breaking. A lot of people live for it. I know for me, I think it's a it's a really amazing process that really helps you understand the value of commitments. Uh, Efforts, focus, concentration, and also the ability to to keep trying or to get up when when you fall for an example if if uh, i 've broken uh, you know wood you know hundreds of times right but what 's interesting about it is that every time I break a piece of wood uh, let 's say i 'm going to break a board i 'm going to break three one inch pine boards put together with a step up sidekick it 's not a crazy hard thing, but it 's one you have to really put your spirit into right so those boards don 't know that i 've broken boards before they 're not going they 're not going to be easy on me because i 've done this before right, and so i 've got to give them a hundred percent commitment and that 's the only way I can do it right. Uh, but here's the deal, not they, they don't always break the first time. As a matter of fact, I always find it uh, amazing when when uh, if I'm teaching board breaking I've got a group of 15 people, if the first person breaks a board on their first attempt, how many people are able to follow the break on their first attempt, but the first person doesn't, how that puts doubt in everybody's mind and how many other people have a hard time. But what happens is, First off, assuming the goal is realistic, so like for, once again, for board breaking, if I try to get somebody to break a, a, you know, a five-eighths inch piece of plywood, guess what's going to happen? Chances are it's not going to break. You could try it over and over and over again, over again. So the goal has to be realistic. But once it's realistic, what happens? You try. It doesn't work. You get up again. In the case of board breaking, you try a different break. You try that sidekick again. You try having another person help hold the board so two people are holding. If that doesn't work, you say, okay, let me change my strategy. Let me try a back elbow. You find a way. That's the point. You don't give up. And that's one of the benefits of, uh, of board breaking, right? It, 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 there's, there's, it, it's like a, you you... You, if you, as long as you're willing to find a way and you commit to it, you'll find a way. So that's step number five is to get up when knocked down, right? And it's so important to remember uh, that that there's no failure if you learn, right? If you're learning something when you fail, as a matter of fact, I think a lot of times I, I look at my jujitsu training and it's it's such a fun, you know, just such a, a a great activity, just such a great art. What's really interesting about that is that if I'm going with somebody, it's not that I don't benefit if i'm training with someone that is maybe a a lot lighter than me or lower belt or or the combination of the two where i'm able to dominate and uh, you know that's that's you can still learn from that right without a doubt but i'll tell you what you know when you are going with a high level person someone that's skilled is better than you and and you find to end up uh, being in a situation to where uh, you know maybe you have to tap out right Man, you could learn so much with there if you if you keep your mind open. It's it's amazing to me. I was training with a gentleman a few months back who's 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 far superior in, in skill than I am, and and uh, uh, and but I love training with him. And he's a great training partner. But one of the things is that how when we first started training together, we trained together. Uh, I don't know. 12, 15 times and, and how very easily, uh, that he could, he had this, he's an incredible triangle that he could get from anywhere on I me. Mean, triangles like a, a, choke that you do, uh, where you have a head and arm trapped between your legs, basically for you non-grapplers. And it's, it's incredibly powerful choke. And once someone locks a triangle on you, it's really hard to get out. And how he could get me from any position with this. But what happened is, is that, okay, I tapped a lot. Over time, I began to identify with his setups for the triangle. So my defense got better, right? And so what happened was, is because I was paying attention, I learned. And now uh, other people that I've trained with, uh, that that I'm not as threatened by their triangle because I understand the setup because I was paying attention. Now, I don't always pay attention, but in this particular um, a case I did. So, get up when knocked down. And by the way, if things were easy, everybody'd be doing them. You know, it's what's so important is that we kind of, we kind of a lot of times, uh, 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 many people are feel entitled in certain con- in certain circumstances, and they feel like life should be easy. Well, heck, guess what? It's not going to be easy. Uh, things are going to be challenging. But when you're willing to accept that, and, and you're willing to get up if you get knocked down, great stuff will happen. Okay, let's move on. Let's let's review again. Acknowledge and accept. What you currently are. Uh, Step number one. Step number two, believe that you can make it better. Step number three, create a vision and visit it often. Step number four, take action. Uh, Step number five, get up if you're knocked down. Step number six, adjust when necessary let me explain what i mean by that once you've set a goal and you're taking action is that something that you absolutely cannot change is that you know okay that's my goal this is what i'm gonna do i gotta i gotta continue on and until i accomplish it well yes and no the yes part is on is you got to keep on striving the no part in that that it's okay to adjust your goals last night i was at one of our martial arts schools and i was teaching a class and i was working with a group of of kids ages uh 7 to 12 and and i sat them down i brought them together and the and what i trying to get across is the importance of setting goals and working hard right and I and I asked him all right guys you know, how many of you guys uh, know what you want to be when you grow up? And and of course, hands went up. And then I I followed up. I said, okay, is by the way, before I ask you what you want to be, is it okay if you change your mind? And Nick, these kids instinctively know, absolutely. Is it okay if you change your mind several times? Oh, absolutely. So it, the the whole point was, is it's great to have a goal now. I mean, you're seven years old and you want to be a marine biologist. That's almost, by the way, that's almost always the top of the list: a marine biologist, a a professional sports player, uh, you know, a, a professional athlete. Uh, uh, that's the things that I see a lot. A lot of uh, um, a lot of veterinarians. I see that a lot when I ask these kids questions, and a lot of doctors, which are just great. They, they're aspiring for something great, and I always remind them, you know, okay, it, it's, is it okay to change your mind? Yes, of course it is. Uh, and and so that i think that's important Uh, it's the same thing as adults is that hey man you set your goal now it's okay if you adjust accordingly somewhere on you know somewhere later on when you you had one goal you adjust accordingly because that's no longer your goal that's totally cool so uh an an example this is one that's once again given a lot but it's still a great example If, if uh if uh, you are flying from San Francisco to New York and you're the pilot, you don't go directly to New York. What happens is your your, your plane is going to be a veering a little bit to the you know right or the left, and you're going to have to adjust it along the way on course. Well, it's kind of the same thing. And my application of that is so you're you're analyzing your progress and you're adjusting. Is a couple different ones. You know, like uh, uh, one year we set projections in our schools as to where we wanted to be as far as. Our growth of our, our school as far as active count over the course of the next year. And let's just say, for example, our goal was to grow our school by 100 members in a year. And all of a sudden, we realize in January, February, not only did we not grow, but we lost 30 members. So now, we've got 10 months instead of growing, uh, uh, you know, we've got to get 130 members in 10 months versus 100 members in 12 months. You guys get the idea. So all of a sudden, holy moly, that changes. So that's when you think, well, wait a second, maybe we're a little too aggressive. Uh, let's readjust those goals. Okay. By the way, if I just was determined, no man, that's my goal, hundred new members, then that may be the case, but you've always got to be realistic, but aggressive with your goals. Okay. So that would be kind of a, a, a way to look at that. Is it, um, is to, to, to along the way adjust. I want to get another analogy for me is that reading a book, there was a time uh, where uh, I still read a lot, but what, but for me now, I've got, I don't read as many new books. I've, it used to be I was reading, if not a book a week, uh, every two weeks, right? And once I picked the book up, even if I didn't like it, I finished the darn book, okay? Uh, well, anymore. What I've done adjust when necessary. If I pick up a book and if it doesn't grab me within the first 40 or 50 pages, then I allow myself the opportunity. I allow myself the ability to say, you know what, I'm not going to read this book. It's not speaking to me. I'm going to, in other words, I'm adjusting when necessary because uh, I've realized by that time, if it, it doesn't grab me, then it, the rest of the time is, is just a waste of time. So back to what I've also found on, on a side note with books is I've got a half dozen books that really speak to me. And every time I read them, I get more out of it. So I constantly kind of cycle through these books. And I, like I said, I'll read other stuff, but not to the same level. And though these, man, you know, I'll study them. I'll underline things. I'll dog uh the pages so I can go back for reference. But what I always find amazing is every time I, I read a book that speaks to me, how I, I learned something new that I didn't pick up the last time I read it. Okay? So adjust when necessary. Uh, uh, and, and the other thing is, but when you do adjust... There's a real important distinction. One of my favorite quotes, I guess I have a lot of favorite quotes, but this is one of my other favorite quotes, and it goes like this, never make an important decision when you're angry or upset. It's like letting a coward lead your army. I love that quote. It's like letting a coward lead your army. What does that mean exactly? Well, when you are going to adjust, don't do it when you're at a low emotional point. You know, you don't want to make some really important life-altering decision when you are depressed or angry or fearful. Then not a good time to do it. You, you, uh, you you make important decisions when you're at your best, when you have a vision of your potential, that's when you make an important decision. Uh, And and that's going to, if you, if you follow that formula, you rarely go wrong. All right, so let me review those steps. I know hopefully you have them memorized by now because it's one thing to hear them, it's another thing to put them to work. What was that first one? Yes, acknowledge and accept where you currently are. Number two, believe you can make it better. Number three, create a vision and visit it often. Number four, take action. Number five, get up if you're knocked down. Number six, adjust when necessary. And number seven, it's better to have friends than enemies. Let me say that again. It's better to have friends than enemies. So what the heck does that mean? Okay. Well, uh, take it literally, right? The bottom line is that when you have a bunch of people that are in your corner, life is easier, it's better, it's funner. And so what does that mean? You, you go out of your way to to value your relationships above all. OK, and and if you do that, you'll naturally when you value your relationships, you are naturally uh, you're going to cultivate a, an environment where you have more friends, more people are covering your back. But here's the deal. It's not it's not about so you because you want to get more out of the people around you. It just feels good to to to, you know, to help others. Right. And that's really the key to to having friends is going out of your way to thinking, how can I help and mean it? My business partner is is Mr. Dave Chamberlain. And uh, uh, he's the CEO of our company, has been for the last twelve years. Coming this April, uh, uh, probably this month. Yes, twelve years. And and what's amazing about that is this guy is a hardworking guy. And, and uh, but you know he will always at the end of his conversations with people, or on pretty much every conversation I've been involved with with him, or I've heard him have with somebody else he'll always end with, okay, and how can I help you? And here's the key thing. It's not just words. He means it. And, 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 uh, and he's, he will do if he says, okay, great. whatever it is, he'll follow through with it. And because of that, what's happened is he's got this incredible, you know, bond with so many people that will go to battle for him. Why? Because he's gonna battle for them and such an important uh, thing that you can do. And, and how can you really cultivate this? One way to do this is imagine this is something that I can't say I do every day. I strive to do every day, but I'm pretty good about it. Okay. And that is, is every, I try to reach out to somebody different every day. Somebody that I haven't, re- you know, heard from, from a while, an old friend. Uh, maybe it's one of my people, one of my teammates that I work with. Maybe it's a relative and just to reconnect, right? Just to, Hey, just check on people. And first off, it feels good to do it. And, and secondly, it just, it keeps those relationships strong. So, I hope this has been helpful. I want to review the steps one last time. Step number one of these, uh, this is the the long-term success formula, okay? And remember, I, I touched on it at the very beginning, but there's an assumption you're taking great care of yourself, of your health, okay? That's the starting point. So step number one is acknowledge and accept where you currently are. Number two, believe that you can make it better. Number three, create a vision and visit it often. Number four, take action. Number five, get up if you're knocked down. Number six, adjust when necessary number seven it's better to have friends than enemies okay and I'll tell you what I really appreciate you tuning in and I hope you're enjoying this podcast if you do please share it with other people and and make sure to download it as well or subscribe I should say of course you download it bye-bye